0: break it down, it's, it's it's just like saying this. I'm the cocaine dealer on the corner. I'll sell you some coke, some crack, some heroin, fentanyl, whatever, but I'm selling you this because I know I'm invested in the damn health facility that's going to also give you, you, you know, your health care from it. I'm going to give you your treatment, your outpatient treatment, your inpatient treatment. I'm going to give you your 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 shots when you need them. I'll give you all the therapy. I control both ends. I create the dope things and I cure the dope things with the smartphones. They ain't about to shut down Apple. They ain't about to shut down any of, the, of these other companies that create smartphones. Hell, you know, no. every time you uh, look up, there's a new Chinese or a new company that creates a new smartphone. So nobody's going to stop smoking. Nobody's going to stop looking at, you know what I'm saying, smartphones. So they basically find a way to make money off of the whole thing and keep it spinning around. It's just it's just like when you look at crime in a city. People always wonder why crime doesn't stop in a, a city. Crime will never stop in a city because if you watch shows like Power, if you watch shows like all of the gangster movies like The Godfather and stuff like that. Or you watch like you know say Cocaine Cowboys, a real documentary about things, then you know the police are are, are always in on it. How would they have a job if there's no crime?
1: There's no money in solutions. There's no money in cures. Right. There's no, uh,
0: no money in re- solutions. Th- the money's not in the cure. The money's in just treating the, the, the symptoms, stretching them out. The money's in basically taking... What they do is basically take when the ketchup is about to be gone in the, in the damn container, they hold it in the sink and they put water in it and, and, and shake it up. And they keep giving you watered-down ketchup for your hot dog or your hamburger.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and the public doesn't, the ones who never had it when it was real don't know what they're missing, and they don't right. want low quality. And this is an example they don't know quality. Why, why doesn't El Gore ever take credit for saving Florida because they were supposed to be underwater by now. Well, because it was right. never about curing the earth of global warming. It was about convincing us of this ever-present threat that we got to pay to remediate. So... The solution is throw money in that direction, but the ocean levels were never going to raise. But I'm just saying, if this was a legitimate thing, he would have taken credit for it, and he would have said, "I cured global warming. No more need for all of this taxation and regulation." But no, they will never walk that back because they're not invested in a cure.
0: And that's the reason. Like I said, you could look at a lot of things like that. Nobody, they don't look at the fact that. People have supposedly done certain things that affected world events or whatever, and it's like, and they take no credit for it as as part of their their like uh, resume or whatnot. It's like you know these things are staged and scripted, and it's it's obvious now to people like us. But it's just that when you watch it play out every day and you see the way it affects other people. It could become frustrating, and this is where I think as a quote-unquote conscious, more conscious than most person or, or a like a truther, so to speak, I think where it's like where, where people like us suffer is that we have to deal with the fact that it's like we can't have regular conversations to the degree that we would like to with everybody. I can't have these type of conversations really until I call here or until I get around certain individuals. And that plays a part in people's daily interaction. It's like if you don't have people that you can interact with on a daily basis that help to edify you, that you kinda like uh a steel sharp and steel, they help to give you uh more, you know, say a motivation, perspective, inspiration, then it's like you'll become dull, you'll become like, you'll become complacent in thought. So with that, like I said, they keep us in a mind frame where it's like we're all just being contained to like ourselves in these boxes.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. And and they don't want any sort of um interaction like it's like they don't want you passing notes in class only listen to the authoritarian and so for me the chat room that's open is like notes being passed that everybody reads because i take the complete opposite approach it's not top down we've really leveled the playing field with our information here and yeah talking to other people was always fruitless i didn't know anyone who understood or experienced synchronicities or thought that it mattered so it was not something i actually spent a lot of time talking about I had to find rare books and, and that's why I'm glad you're writing a book because these are rare ideas and if we didn't have the internet we wouldn't be able to talk about it because people who are looking at this from this level are few and far between or were spread out maybe we're a sleeping giant as I happen to think but you wouldn't know because they keep us separated and compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. but books are key you put out a book, like when you're writing, these ideas are so rare, the people who are looking for them will find them. So even if they don't have anybody in their vicinity that gets it, you can find that edification in, in books for sure, as as rare as I, this type I
0: of information that, is. And I noticed something that they try to do with the whole uh, literary industry, is, is to like, as far as, speaking as like, uh, quote-unquote black authors, What they what they try to do with us, a lot of times, us, uh, uh, so to speak, is they want us to write crime and drug stories, or they want us to write zane type love uh, love stories, where you know, like the, you know what I'm saying, the kind of it's kind of soft porn type stuff, or it's kind of a hood love story, or things like, or they or they want you to do the victim conscious books, where it's like, I used to be abused, that I'm and I'm giving you my story of you know of redemption and everything and all of that don't get me wrong and I'm not trying to downplay people that write a redemptive book I'm, I'm just saying it's oversaturated with everybody that's done ever had a, a traumatic experience and wrote a book it's like everybody's writing in the same lane nobody is questioning anything around the world going on and honest enough to write a book about it and uh, to push it and promote it instead, when people talk about writing books, when I, when I talk to, like, um, people about the books I'm writing, the first thing they think is they ask, well, what well, what kind of money is in it? So I know the motivation is behind most people that, that write books. Even when they write these damn um, uh, trauma books, they know there's a big market for that. So that's, So that's, like, where they go. Right, I know that, right. that,
1: Look, that's the yeah. Same with, um, I know that
0: there is no market for the type of books we write. There is, there is no market like as as far as no big mainstream promoted market. So I know that it's like I'm not going to get that same uh, receptive type of uh, promotion. So people don't, people don't, people don't want to do something that they're going to have to really organically work and cultivate from the bottom and grow their own audience. They want something that they can just tap in it, it, It's like that. Like world.
1: if you're if you're a talented writer and you wanted to write a book about science fiction, well, if your book doesn't involve the Earth heating up, mankind screwing up, and the scientist as savior, you're not going to get the the same traction, and you don't have the audience cultivated for anything but that. So they call it climate fiction. I was in public. I was doing a lot of publishing and in my research i came across this phrase cli-fi and basically yeah anybody who wrote science fiction started using the climate as the antagonist more than anything Mm -hmm. and it's like that's because that will that will sell so there's a there's a market bias and it does
0: reinforce itself and and you know what and i and and that goes all the way back to school like i said the um uh, the operating system or the curriculum of school, with me going to the school of, like, uh, performing arts. I remember when I took uh, creative writing, four years, and we used to have to write certain, certain stories and do certain type, certain type of writing projects. Well, when you were writing certain things, like say they had you write a story about something, it was almost like... No matter, I would, I, for a while I struggled because I felt like I was being told what to write. My stories had to have, not the structuring of the story where you have to have like your character build ups and things like that. No, I was given certain things, like I was told ways my story was supposed to end. Like you said, I have to have a calamity. I have to have this. I have to, like, have that. I'm thinking, why the hell do people have to suffer in my story for it to be a good story? Great question. It's like, Great question. It's um, like, why it's do like everything? Yeah, your process then is guardrail. So it's like, how do you trust in the process? If the, if the process is, is is being compromised and guardrail? Yeah, absolutely. So you absolutely. Can't even think straight.
1: No, this is this is uh, the correlling of of the masses into a singular worldview it's super monolithic and I think it's important that we have books that don't fit the structure that go against it because there needs to be I mean look alternative media is obviously just the fringe of the mainstream the only true alternative media would be an alternative approach to media and nobody really has that outside of those of us who are going off from the from the starting point of it's fakeable and they are actively lying to us. But that's our yeah, starting yeah. point. If if that's not your starting point, you're in a dysfunctional relationship with media. And that's where most people are. I think they are um, in bondage of a sort. Mm-hmm. But hey, um what I look forward at? to um your your calls are always great and I look forward to you publishing. I'm definitely interested because like I said, we're we've been talking about this but the whole uh, The censorship agenda is not going to go away. It's super easy for them to digitally burn things. So if you can get something into print, uh, you're that much more resilient. You get it into somebody's hands. Right. And there's no censor, no snowflake can cry and cause it to magically disappear. I mean, you can have a video, you're about to watch it, somebody cries, video's gone, and they're like, hey, your video got pulled. It won't happen with the book. They'll have to go into your house and pry it out of
0: your hands. Right have to save the information before they do a damn uh, Fahrenheit 451 on it completely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. All right, well, um, everyone, this is uh, Art of Thinking Out Loud, Cincinnati. Definitely appreciate you calling again. I just looked at it. We've been on for about
0: several hours here. Great talk as always. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to have to really, um, I'm going to have to start uh, saving these, (laughs) no doubt.
1: Oh, yeah, and, and by the way, for everyone who's listening too, I'm now taking all of these live streams and I'm having them put through a transcriber. They're all transcribed for SEO optimization. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's always, it's a useful thing, you know, just the transcription tool, but yeah, I'm hoping to find more people who see things not our way, but see things this way, um, unfilled so that we can kind of pull our talks together as always.
0: without a doubt, man, I appreciate everything. And, Hell, I'll be listening in on the on the next few nights because I'm. I really enjoy a lot of the callers that's been calling. They've been giving me a lot of good information, and you know I'll uh, you know continue to be out here gathering up information till I call the next time.
1: Cool. Hey, great hearing from you, and um, yeah, I, I expect this to be an interesting weekend. Just a heads up, everyone. Michigan Trump speaking tomorrow, and Kaepernick's going to be there on a football field as honorary yeah. captain. For the Michigan Wolverines, so I'm expecting some kind of interesting drama in one of those two places. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good talking to you, everyone. I'm gonna probably end it here in just a few minutes. Thanks again. I'll put a put a link to your twit your Twitter account in the uh, if you haven't yet in the chat. I also have Coyotes there as well. But yeah, without a doubt. Okay. Great. Thanks. Have a great night. All right, everyone. That's Art of Thinking Out Loud calling from Cincinnati. Let me go through some comments here. Yeah, we had a caller earlier. I believe he was getting a little, I don't know, glowing is the term. He was glowing in the other server. But if I ever have problematic people, i delete them from the screen. Because, yeah, we are a targeted channel. They want to conflate philosophy with flat earth Nazi rapping or whatever always the misrepresentation uh, thanks to a uh, chalk body outline it Says chalk body outline bought you a cup of coffee here it says quote thanks for triggering the man doozled oh yeah that's